Hey friends, welcome to the Publish, Promote, Profit podcast. I'm Rob Kosberg, and every week I show you how to use a best-selling book to grow your income and your impact. And if you're interested in having your own best-selling book, I recorded a short video explaining our trademarked process at beginmybook.com. All right. Hey, welcome everybody. It's Rob here with the Publish Pro Profit Podcast. Excited to be with you today. I got a great guest. Uh, you know, on the podcast, I've been doing more individual stuff, teaching on how you can have your own best-selling book, launch it, and build a business from it. And I'm super excited to have uh, Craig Weir with me today. Craig is the best-selling author of Paying the Piper, Seven Tax Traps Hidden in Your 401k and IRA. Uh, he's a 30-year certified financial planner, um, has uh, worked many years as an independent advisor, sold his practice, and then started uh, this book, which became uh, an incredible business. And I, I'd love for him to tell that story and for you to learn as much as you can from uh, from Craig. And so, Craig, super honored to have you on today, my friend, and uh, looking forward to, to hearing about uh, your expertise and uh, the business that you built, which I think is so cool. Awesome. Well, thanks, Ron. I appreciate it. And hopefully my story will resonate with others that are listening in because, you know, they can do this too. If a, if a guy from uh, the burbs of Houston go out and make something like this happen with a lot of people's help, then I'm, I guarantee it, they can do it too. There's nothing special here. Yeah, so we just, you know, we like you said, I, I kind of sold my practice to the guy that I had mentored for a dozen years. And it was earlier than I thought. But I thought, okay, well, let's just try this retirement thing. And it didn't last very long. <laughs> One of the concepts that I used with my clients was a, a strategy to get their IRAs out of IRAs and into Roth IRAs, paying the taxes sooner rather than later. At some point, as the title of the book goes, you know, you got to pay the piper. And a lot of people think that waiting is the best thing to do. And what I what I discovered really by being pushed in a corner by a prospective client was that that's really not the best thing to do. And so what we did is we took that and I use it in my clients and it saved them hundreds of millions of dollars of taxes through my whole client base. So I retired, decided we were gonna buy a motor home, sold our house, we started traveling and just this little seed of a thought kept hitting me and I don't I don't know where other people get their seed from. From me it comes from inside and it comes from kind of a spiritual place that I have and it was one of those things that okay, you need to write this. And um, funny enough, I opened a drawer to the cabinet we had, and a few years before, I had actually outlined. Oh, nice. <laughs> so it's like, blow that puppy off, dust it off. Then I ran it by your people, and it just... It just took wings. I mean, it just, it just, it was like it's inside me. It's like the music was in me. It just needed to come out. Yeah. So we wrote the book and uh, with a lot of help from your folks and editing and, and giving some guidance on, you know, titles and covers. And, and that, that made all the difference in the world rather than me just sitting here with a little, you know, manuscript. And of course, what you did to help get it out there to be a bestseller just blew my mind. I mean, I think it was seven different categories that happened so quickly. It was just great. So that's how the book took place. Yeah. Well, congratulations on the success of the book. But, you know, one of the things that we talk about, I mean, there's obviously, you know, uh, an internal just sense of fulfillment 
in completing your book and other people enjoying the book and and obviously getting great reviews. But ultimately, what we talk to our clients about is is using the book to now make a bigger splash, make a bigger impact. And with that comes bigger income even. Maybe talk about how that happened and talk me through from book to where things are at right now. And and maybe a good place to start is share what you're doing for people right now. And then maybe you can talk about the uh, the beginnings of that. So our typical client is about to retire or retired. They're 59 to 70, two or three years old. They're the typical millionaire next door, Rob. They're the couple or the single that have worked their whole life. I like to say nose down, tail up, and they just stowed away as many squirrels to squirrel eggs as they could. Right. They get to retirement. They look around and go, gosh, with my social security, I live so comfortably and I live so modestly that I'm probably never going to touch this IRA of mine. So whether they're going to touch it or not, the reality is that IRA is going to one day create a tremendous tax problem that most people at the front end of retirement don't have any concept of. And that is when you get to in today's laws, it's age 72. When you get to 72, you have to begin taking required minimum distributions out. Well, those required minimum distributions on a million and a half dollar IRA are going to be sixty dollars to $70,000 a year. And then they go up every year. But if the average person we're talking to is maybe just going to pull a little bit out of the IRA every year, what that does is that means that now they've got to take another seventy or eighty thousand a year of taxable income, and then the dominoes starts happening. You know, it's like okay, well now there's eighty thousand of taxable income. I got to pay tax on that, but it just made my Social Security now eighty five percent tax, and my Medicare premiums go up. And these are lifetime problems for right. their life. And the advice that we give people is not what they're used to hearing. They're used to reading the normal financial press and hearing their the average financial advisor is really not trained on this kind of stuff. And I wasn't either. I just, like I said, I had kind of by the grace of God had discovered. So our average client will save a little over $2 million in taxes over their lifetime. Wow. They'll save eighty dollars to $120,000 of Medicare premiums over their lifetime. And more importantly, they'll get themselves insulated from whatever you believe is going to happen next with income tax rates. And most of the time, their net worth in their 80s actually goes up by paying the taxes now, which yeah. blows people's minds. Yeah. And so that's what the that's what the book was about. And we took that and leveraged that into then marketing campaign. And, you know, and I'm not sure, I doubt it would make you feel uncomfortable, but it was a conversation with you in a similar type of interview that we did a few years ago that... I was just trying to, I was struggling around that. How do I, how do I take this and actually go do something significant with it? And you gave me three or four things that I needed to do. And you caused me to see a much bigger picture than what I was seeing. It. And I went out and I hired a firm that specializes in what I needed to have done. And we started doing social media marketing. We started developing a database. And where we are today is a database of almost 17,000 people who said, I want to hear more when you want to tell us. Yeah. We have, we do webinars every month and we have four and 500 people in attendance of the webinar. Incredible. We, we bring in new clients, uh, 10 to 20, 10 in a bad month, 20 is a normal. And they're paying us a really nice one-time fee to help them solve this problem. And at the end of the day, everybody wins. The client wins, they save a lot of money, we win, we get paid for what we do. 
and it's just been an it's been an incredible journey. Once I saw that, that there was a bigger picture out there, and I just write the book and passed around to my friends and relatives. You know. Yeah, like I said, there's great self-satisfaction in, in writing your book, but now you're impacting thousands and tens of thousands of people, and you gave some pretty incredible numbers. You said your average client saves how much? $2 million? They avoid paying $2 million of income taxes over their lifetime. Wow. And buying any financial product, right. changing financial advisors. Just, we're using the laws that exist within the IRS tax codes we're just playing it smart right i love it i love it now with that is commensurate with you uh being rewarded as well right when you save people millions of dollars you are rewarded on a much smaller basis but uh, but still when you add it all together you now have this is a seven figure business right and growing depending on how much you want to do cuz you're kind of, this is kind of a retirement business for you right <laughs> yeah it's supposed to be just a part time gig i got to travel america get in some rv parks help some <laughs> Senior citizen saves some money. And it's turned to be a tiger by the tail. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, the first year, I'm just going to paint. I mean, I'm, I'm going to just tell the story Please. as plainly as I can. You know, the first year was about me figuring out what would people really pay for this. Um, they already, 40% of America has a financial advisor, and the other don't want to have a financial advisor or they're in transition. So, yeah, we figured out real quick they'll pay for it. Once I found the right marketing firm to help me, to get the lead generation for my industry. There's a lot of people that do social media marketing. I blew through about $40,000 discovering that just because they say they can do it, right. they understand your market. Right. And I found a firm actually in Europe that understands the mindset of the American retiree or almost retiree better than anybody. And the leads started coming day one. So then we started playing with what's the right price point. So we played with, it's a thousand dollars right, is twelve hundred dollars right, and I did all the work myself at the time. I mean, this was just me. Yeah. And before long, it turned out where okay, well, you know, they're they're doing it, they're paying for it. We'll up the ad spend a little bit. I hired I hired back an administrative assistant that I had in another business, paying her really well, and then we started amping it up. And I'll be darned if within the first year, and my my tongue was hanging out. I was working harder. <laughs> This and my other deal before I sold it. But we generated about $95,000 of revenue the first year. Okay, not bad. That's just Craig doing it. Yeah. But I was, I was inching up my price point all the way through and trying to figure out what's the problem. Well, the next year, somebody had this great idea that I needed to get a sales force, a front end sales force. And while that probably is a great idea for a lot of products and services, it bombed a big time for us. I wish I could tell you that, you know, where we are today just happened. You know, we just skipped through the meadows and birds were singing. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't work that way. So I brought in a sales team. I trained them on what we do. And we discovered that people were saying yes all over the place at a, a much higher price point. We started at about 1200 bucks, And by the time I got the sales force, we were at $7,500 with the consulting fee was. And at 7500 bucks, I put in writing, I'll save you at least $200,000 in taxes or give you your money back. I thought that was a pretty strong offer. It is. And people were jumping all over it. But what we found is they didn't trust that front-end sales team in the pass-off to the financial, to the certified financial planner that I had hired. Hmm. And so 
70 percent of the appointments that that were supposedly sold deals canceled so wow scrap that let's go back to the game let's go back to the drawing board and so i needed to find different cfps and so we we floundered around with price we worked on our marketing uh, we got really good at, at talking to our database which is a real key um, we made sure that our, our funnels captured their email addresses now we capture email address and phone number and and we started just assembling and talking to them meanwhile i'm in the background trying to find the right guys and i went through the big brokerage house people they didn't work out because they don't know how to do financial planning they know how to sell but they don't know how to do financial planning and finally found guys that are doing a great job they were they're, they're people that have got 15 20 years experience they got sucked into the vortex of the financial planning world as you may know it where they get into the business because they want to help people but before long it's all about gather the assets sell the money sell the products yeah. the commissions but these are good solid planners so the first year I did 94,000 the second year we did 300,000 297,000 dollars of revenue and we started at a five thousand dollar price point went to fifty eight hundred dollars and at the beginning of this year and back up to sixty five hundred dollars is what we're selling our service for yeah and we're on track now to we'll easily do seven hundred and fifty thousand this year but if it, if we have the same end of the year push because everybody procrastinates i mean last no, november we did just short of two hundred thousand just in the month of november wow and fees at five thousand dollars, as opposed to now, we're, we're higher. So I think we'll bust the the seven figure route this year. And I'm only limited by the my upside right now is only limited by my ability to find and train good quality certified financial planners that know how to plan and have got the right kind of presentation and people skills to build trust with people. Right. But I, there's no reason five years from now that this doesn't turn out to be a four or five million dollar business. Yeah. Which is just, just blows me away. It's like, wow, how did that happen? That's amazing. But there's a lot of reward happening for the people that we help, right, Rob? I mean, that's, I think that's the fundamental truth of life is you, yeah. what you receive what you give. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I, I Look, I love what you're doing. Uh, you took your expertise and um, narrowed it, right? I mean, there were lots of things that you did as an independent advisor, but you narrowed it to this one thing. A lot of people think, you know, broaden it, serve more people. No, no, no. You narrow it. You narrowed it to this, built a seven-figure business around it that could be multiple seven figures, depending on how much time you want to spend. Uh, you know, you are retired after all. Uh, <laughs> your wife may remind you of that from time to time. I don't know, but um, she's loving the benefits ahead. Of course, yeah, no doubt about it. Talk to me about the use of the book right now. The book became the foundation, the cornerstone of this business. You narrowed it, and it became the cornerstone. How are you using your book right now to attract clients, build trust, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? Talk to me about that. It really is the backbone. I mean, we had a lot of ribs and legs and arms. And sure. But it's the backbone. It's the credibility. It's because it, in my case, just having a book is, is good. But there are a lot of financial advisors that go to the extent of writing for a marketing standpoint. Yeah. Because our niche is so specialized and because our message is 180 degrees from what most people have been told is the best course of action for them, it really 
is an opportunity for us to use at the lead gen. It's an opportunity that when somebody has a conversation with one of our advisors and they're not quite ready to jump, then we offer that as a follow-up. If they haven't already seen it, they're the part of our funnel that they can go through, but they will not have had the book. They will have just seen a Facebook ad, went to a 15-minute seminar, and then said, yeah, I want to talk to somebody. Yeah. So we'll, we'll use that as a follow-up, and we'll we'll use it just we, – we, your suggestion, and we just give it away. I've done it in the PDF version to expedite things. Yep. Printed version was great, but then, you know, we have these 535 people in our country that like to change the laws every so often. <laughs> yeah. And so, so the stuff that was in the first book is 80% of it is still germane, but there's 20% of it. The details have changed. And so I just updated it, did it in the PDF version because it was obvious they're going to make some other changes. Right. So we use it that way. But I don't know whether this is too early, but as you know, we have an agreement with your firm now to write the second. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Exciting. Timing is different. I've learned more. And so the the first book was mainly designed to educate people about something that they really hadn't heard of or thought about much. This book is going to be breaking down all of the false paradigms and the misunderstandings that people have. Because about a year after I started this project, it seems like every financial advisor and their dog was out talking about Roth conversions. The challenge was none of them have any proof of why anybody should do it. It's just opinions. Right. And at the end of that rainbow is they want to sell you a big life insurance policy or an annuity or manage your money. And there is nothing wrong with any of those things. But a lot of people like to know that they're coming someplace for advice and not that there's an ulterior motive of, gosh, you can make 20 grand on this insurance policy or, you know, 50 grand on a newbie sale or something like that. Yeah. So the first book was a great launching pad. And now the second book, and we're going to do we got some really cool stuff planned for the second book, too. I mean, we're going to, we've already got a database of people who said, yeah, when you write the second book, I want in. We got their mailing addresses. We're going to do a shock and awe package. We're going to put confetti in it, the cover. We're going to be led to a short video that kind of goes through this stuff. It's going to, I mean, I'm, I'm going to try to do a, a razzle dazzle direct mail in to a whole lot of families and just see what we can do with that, too. Look, I love that. I don't remember if I told you, but you know, I am, I am shipping out my book to a thousand CEOs of companies that are a minimum of ten million a year revenue up to a hundred million a year. I don't remember if we talked about this, but I'm sending my book out to a thousand of them cold with a sales letter, and the sales letter is basically an introduction letter, letting them know that my book is a Wall Street Journal bestseller and that we help people just like them that don't have the time or the energy but do want to have a best-selling book and um, you know I look at the moment I don't have results to share with you the the direct mail campaign starts in two weeks but I'm doing it with at risk right it's costing money to do all this but when you put your book in front of your ideal audience and it has a message that's narrow and specific people are going to respond. So I love that you're doing that. They're going to respond and you are going to get, you're going to make a tremendous return on investment from that. So congratulations. Well, thanks. It's, you know, the kudos got to go back your way too. I mean, had I not found you and what your firm does, I would have just been out there with a message and, but you, you allowed me to sweep the pile in nice, neat little piles. You let me spruce it up and, and, you know, you helped me to see a much bigger picture 
what can happen with it. I think one of the things, you know, success leaves clues, doesn't it, Rob? Um, yep, you know, it does. Like you, you could interview a million successful people and there would be a, there'd be a common theme of a half a dozen things that are universal. Yeah. And then for the, for the men and the women that are out there that are thinking about, gosh, I got this idea, I want to write this book. Part of what I've tried to relay is the story doesn't stop when you get the book written. It's fulfilling and it's great and the relatives are impressed. Then you have to take the next step. Do you really believe what you put in the book? Do you really want that fireplace to give you some heat? Yeah. If you do, you got to keep adding logs on it. Right. Like you're doing with your with your book and, and with what you're doing right now, man, you have to put logs on the fire before it gets heat. And so many people, they write the book and they think money's going to start coming to them. And that's the beginning of the journey, friend. Yeah. But that's that's where the fun starts for sure, too. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I I love cars and I, I like to think of it a lot of different ways, but it, it's like having a Ferrari sitting in your garage. What? What good is it? Sure, it's fun to look at and you can feel a sense of ownership that you got that. But truth be told, it's getting uh, the book into the right people's hands on an over and over and over again basis through many different ways. I loved your trial and error. I love the fact that you did those things. Sure, you made some mistakes. You failed forward trying some various social media, but um, there's no question that the right audience would respond. You, you saw that right away, then it was just a matter of how do I get it in front of that right audience on a continual basis. And, you know, no one figures that out immediately. That that takes a little time and effort and energy. So I, I love that you put it in and, and you are reaping the rewards for yourself and your family, but also for your clients because of the, the effort that you put in. So congratulations for that, my friend. Well, you know, that's what your business is all about. That's what I'm about is we win when other people win. Yeah. And, you know, Zig Ziglar said it best. Right? Yeah. You get anything in the world you want if you help somebody else get what they want first. That's right. That's right. So true. It is. It is for sure. But it's been fun. We're looking forward to the next leg of the journey. I don't know how many more years I want to crank at this, but you know, if it stays this fun. I mean, there are these moments where I love doing this, and then there's the 80% of the time it's like, God. Let's just kind of quit and, go out and travel some more. I'm going to go fly fishing today. I'm going to go ride my dirt bike. Oh, I got to write. And so I've got, every time I have a team meeting with my, with my staff, it's like I leave the meeting and I'm the one that has all these things to do. Content generation. But it's what I do. It's my seat on the bus. It's yep. content. And fortunately, the good Lord has given me the ability to do that and the experiences to draw from. Like, just tell a lot of stories and share where other people have gone and what they've done with it and whether people choose to live or not. You know, that's up to them. Right. I love it. Awesome, my friend. So where can people learn a little bit more about you, about the book? Obviously, they can get the book on Amazon, but let's give them uh, maybe your specific website and where they can learn a little bit more about what you do. Just Yeah, just have them go to craigweir.com, and it's C-R-A-I-G-W-E-A-R.com. So probably they would say Craig Weir, but craigweir.com, C-R-A-I-G-W-E-A-R.com. And there's, there's a place they can uh, order the book. They can connect to talk a little bit. If, if they're out there and they're one of those folks that have got way too much money sitting in 401ks and IRAs and they want to talk to one of our CFPs, 
then there's a way they can go talk to them too. But they can at least get the book and kind of figure out, you know, what we did with it and see some of the work that your firm did, you know, for us too. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you. Thanks for sharing what you did. And uh, I'm excited about your next book project. I know that you're working hard on getting that completed so we can take it the rest of the way. And uh, it's going to be fun seeing uh, seeing the rest of the journey there, my friends. So again, thanks. Thanks for your trust in us. And uh, thanks for being on the podcast today. Uh, my pleasure, man. My pleasure. Thank you so much for what you do and helping so many people out there spread the message. Awesome. Hey, thanks for listening in on the Publish, Promote, Profit podcast. If you enjoyed it, please take a minute and like and subscribe to the podcast because every week I bring you either great guests or great teaching to help you to grow your income and your impact with a best-selling book. And if you're interested in having your own best-selling book, check out my short video which explains our trademark process at beginmybook.com.